Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems, too like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. So I'm sitting in my living room in pitch black darkness at 4 a.m. just sitting on my phone and some lady just started knocking on my door saying housekeeping. She did this about three times while I stood up and froze. Then I heard it angrily mumble something like, fine, call the police. Then I think I heard her march back into the neighbor's apartment across the hall. She just moved in a couple weeks ago and I don't know if she's tweaking or what, but now I can't sleep and I have to work in less than four hours. Thanks, lady. Edit. Update. I was late to work and also realized it's Sunday, so the office to my landlord is closed and I have to call tomorrow. I'll check with the guy who lives below me on the way home, though so see if he's had anything happen recently. Edit. Update 2. Wow, I didn't expect this to blow up like it did. It's about to he night too, and I've since gotten a new Blink doorbell camera installed and talked to the neighbor below me about it. He said he hasn't seen or heard anything like that, so who knows. I haven't talked to the actual lady across the hall, yet simply because I'm super nervous too, and I figured if anything happens again, I'll have it on video. 
I forgot my landlord's office is closed on Sunday, so I'll call them tomorrow about it and let them know. Thanks for checking in and keeping me sane, guys. I appreciate the genuine concern and thankfully so far I'm all good. Edit. Update 3. It hasn't even been that long since I put the doorbell cam up, and I already have really creepy footage of my neighbor acting weird and staring at my door. Any suggestions on where I could continue this with some doorbell footage? Edit. Update 4. One month later sorry for the long absence, but ever since buying the new doorbell camera, I had to sit and wait for things to come to a close and see if anything else genuinely interesting would happen. And wow. The past two weeks have been a roller coaster of some of the most hectic neighbor next door experiences I've ever had the displeasure of being a part of with some juicy footage to back it up for you all. For starters, periodically my fiancé and I would see some bizarre behavior from my neighbor. From simple things to stumbling up the stairs late at night in what seems like a drunken haze, to propping her front door open at 3 a.m. with a table for 10-20 seconds, just to stare into space, then move it back and close it again. Within the most recent week and within that single week alone, the cops and even the fire department have had to come to our apartment specifically for, you guessed it, our neighbor. The first instance involved me sitting on the can, trying to take a shit, then hearing her fire alarm go off for several minutes before checking on her along with my other neighbor downstairs. I smelt something burning, and after calling 911, turns out she left some food in the oven, passed out, and her entire apartment being filled with smoke. They then told me that if I hadn't called sooner, she would have suffocated and died. Only a couple days later, around maybe 10 or 11 p.m., we heard some zombie-like screaming from next door. After going on for just 5 or 10 minutes, I called 911 again because she sounded like she was being murdered. When the police finally got her to open the door, she was naked, covered in her own vomit, and from tried to make out over audio, she apparently took an entire bottle of Vicodin in a possible attempt to commit act of unaliving himself. This led to her being taken out in restraints and sent to the hospital. Only again about two days later after she had came back, a cop who here that past couple of times was again at her door. I came out to see what was going on this time since I didn't happen to be the one calling, and it turns out her mom called cause she was saying she was gonna kill herself. He asked me some questions about her, then we talked about Red Dead Redemption 2 for a bit before a couple other cops arrived. I went back into my place at this point as they went in, and I guess she turned out to he asleep and fine. Flash forward to today, Thanksgiving, her family and some movers were there taking some boxes of her belongings out. My landlords I guess terminated her lease, and now some friends of mine have already snagged the apartment. If there's anything I've learned from this, it's that what can absolutely be a creepy encounter could also be caused by someone who is deeply troubled and in dire need of some professional help. It's really saddening to figure out some of what was happening behind the scenes with my neighbor, but I'd be lying if I said I wasn't glad she's gone. I hope she gets the help she needs, but I'm relieved to feel more comfortable in my own home. Again, I have a ton of doorbell footage saved, so let me know where I should post some without revealing her face out of respect, because this subreddit obviously doesn't let you do that. Take care guys, and happy Thanksgiving.
Okay, this is one of those things that could be nothing or could have gone really badly if different decisions were made. I'm an 18-year-old female with two female roommates of the same age. We just moved to a very big city, and we live in a small apartment complex with a classic dark, scary back alley, which just so happens to be where my roommate's parking spot is located. I work overnights, and one night when I got off work at around 12.30 midnight, my roommate picked me up and we headed home. We were being pretty loud talking and laughing as we made our way around the building and up the stairs to our apartment. The second we got in and sat down on the couch, our doorbell rang. We were of course very confused, and from our position on the couch, we can see out a window to our outer door. Now the way our apartment is arranged, you unlock a door to get into a hallway that has doors leading to our apartment and our neighbors, but it looks like the outer door leads directly into our apartment from the outside. There is a large, middle-aged man outside our door. He sees us sitting on the couch and starts talking to us, asking us to open the door. He needs help. He tells us someone is trying to rob him. He needs us to open the door and to call the police for him. We immediately jump up and step out of view of the window, obviously not near stupid enough to open the door. We hear our neighbor's door open, two males live next door to us, they're very nice. We peek out into the hallway and tell him what's going on. He opens the door, talks to the man, tells him to wait outside while he gets his phone. We can hear their exchange through the window. Our late night visitor tells our neighbor that he has a bunch of silver ingots on him, and they're worth a lot of money. Some guy was just trying to rob him right outside and he needs someone to call the cops. Neighbor complies, but while he's ringing the police, the guy just takes off running, never to be seen again. The cops never showed up either. I know this isn't that big of a deal, but that asking for help thing is a classic serial killer ploy, and he was supposedly getting robbed right outside where we just were, and we didn't hear or see a thing. It has bad intentions written all over it. Either way, we were left pretty creeped out. Man appears on the sidewalk whenever I step outside at night. This is an unusual one in some ways as a it's ongoing and B. I am a grown ass man. One night about two weeks ago, I was walking home from the supermarket around the corner when I heard someone hustling up behind me. Hey neighbor, what you got going on tonight? I turned around and realized I'd never seen this person before. As if to reassure me, he pointed just ahead at the building he lived in about half a block from mine, and I thought for a moment that I must have met him but forgotten, so I felt embarrassed and responded. I told him that I just picked up a few things I needed to make dinner and some beers and was going to head home and watch a baseball game. We chatted for a few minutes, but it was awkward, and I was relieved to get away. From that point on, it went from never having seen him to having him appear on the sidewalk in front of my apartment almost every night. I smoke, sparingly one in the morning, one after lunch, and one before bed. I'd never seen him during the day, but for the last couple of weeks, every time I've stepped out for my last cigarette of the day, he appeared within a couple of minutes. There's not a direct line of sight from the front of his building to mine, and I don't go out at the same time every night so it almost seems he's watching for me from somewhere. 
The conversation, if you can call it that, as he mostly talks at me has also gotten unnerving from vague small talk to violent rants about his ex-wife and his boss. Just weird, as I've lived in this building for almost four years now, and he's been right down the block all this time according to him at least, but I'd never seen him before. If nothing else, maybe this will finally get me to quit smoking altogether. I'm currently looking after a house and dog for my dad's friend. All has been going pretty well and it's a nice house. But on day when I noticed a camera in the living room and flipped it straight away. I asked the owner if I could have friends over for my birthday to which he allowed. I noticed the day after the camera was flipped back up again. Figured it may have been a mate who thought he knocked it. Today after work I was watching YouTube on the TV and had the volume at a reasonable level, but the memes kept going really loud and distorted, causing it to be way louder. The neighbor begins to bang the door, so I let him in a little shook, and he says, Stop abusing the house. You've been loud two days in a row, and I know you keep flipping the camera because the homeowner said he can't view it. I was very shook at this moment as my suspicion that someone had a key to the house and was coming in while I was gone was proved as he also told me I'm doing a good job cleaning because he's came in to check when I was out. He had also proven that the camera was for spying. I really don't know what to do guys. I've got to look after the place for a week longer and am not going in the living room now as I can't flip the camera but also don't want to be spied on. Any advice? This so better be worth the money. I win. Funny story I found out yesterday he was recently institutionalized by the state of Louisiana. Neighbor asks me over for dinner. I accept. Date does not go well for multiple reasons, and I tell him the next day I'm not interested. Two weeks later, he leaves me a bottle of women's gummy vitamins on my doorstep. He'll text me when I walk to my car telling me I look beautiful. He left me a flower and a handwritten poem, which in one stanza states, to the pretty girl with gorgeous black curls. She may want boys, but I would like girls. We put a sign on our door that said, neighbor his name. Go away. If you come back, we are calling the police. He responds by breaking into our backyard and trying to come in through the back door. After calling the police and having a trespassing order against him, he comes by to bring me a blanket because, after that, he leaves me a ticket to a play for seat A18. At the top he wrote, I have seat A19. After more calls to the police, he eventually flees the state. He was picked up in Louisiana on unrelated charges, and the police had him get a psych evaluation, and now the state is holding him. This all occurred over six or seven months. I'm leaving out a lot of the smaller, super creepy stuff he did. Silver lining, I no longer bite my nails or have a fear of needles. Because needles aren't going to break into my house and murder me, am I right? Used to have a couple of neighbor kids I could talk to over a joint fence. They were kind of weird, but I was young and didn't care much. Sometimes I would call and they would come running, and sometimes I'd ask if they could come over. I was a spoiled kid with basically my own park with two swing sets, a trampoline, a set of monkey bars with a slide, and a pool. 
Well, sometimes when I was outside, I thought it was cool to pee outside, only in a couple of places in the yard. Again, young, but shouldn't really be a big deal. Well, one day I invite those kids over and my mom is in the pool close enough for her to hear us talking. They say they can only come over if they tell my mom I showed them my mail thing. I was like, WTF? I never did that. Well, they said their dad had proof and they brought out their video camera and showed that on one day. When I had called them over, I peed in a bush nearby. They couldn't have seen anything, but they said they had to tell. Well, my mom saw the video and she said I didn't do anything wrong so they could come over. Wasn't until a day later that I pointed out that the video was taken from behind me, not behind his kids. The dude was in my yard filming our conversation. My mom flipped out and then we noticed the moving van outside their place. They moved that day and never heard from them again. Weird man. A couple of weeks ago, someone had dropped groceries at my door with two coffees. The groceries were very odd, had lubricant, lollipops, not your normal grocery shop. I thought it was delivered to the wrong apartment, and as there was no receipt on confirmation in the bag, I left it in the lobby but no one claimed it. A week later, a letter was slipped under my door with $200 in it. The letter was by a man talking about his recent hardship and how he'd like to talk to me and hear my voice. Again, I was a little naive so I took the note to my building manager thinking it was for someone else. He thought it was strange so called the number on the letter and it turns out it was a man in the building next door saying he wants to be my friend the buildings are really close together and you can see into the apartments if the blinds are open. My building manager told him to leave me alone and to stay out of the building. I thought it was over, but today I heard someone pacing in the hallway outside my apartment for a couple of minutes. I went to leave an hour later and there was a coin in front of my door dead center like it had been placed there. The only way it could get there would be if it was placed or if my neighbor dropped it as my neighbor should be the only other person that walks past my door, but based on where I found it, it makes me feel it was deliberately placed. I wouldn't think twice about the coin, but with what's been happening, it's making me really anxious. Update. Two days after the coin incident, I left my apartment and a man in his 60s or 70s approached me straight away telling me he's selling his car and if I want to take a look at it. So I have a number plate and reporting it to the police. Backstory. I female was 13 at the time, but I looked more like I was 10. My grandma lived two states away and discovered she had stage 4 cancer. My mom packed me and my sisters up and drove us there while my dad stayed home for work. We were there for three months. My aunts and uncle lived in the same city as my grandma and me and my sisters would frequently spend the night at one of my aunt's houses. One day, I was making lunch for my grandma when my uncle walked into the kitchen. He suddenly shouted and rushed out the back door. I caught a glimpse of a man in a red baseball hat running from the kitchen window. He had been watching me. My uncle claimed he didn't catch him. We found two piles of cigarette butts in the backyard. One by the kitchen window, and one by the bathroom window. Yeah, my grandma didn't have blinds or curtains on any of her windows besides her bedroom window. 
Needless to say, we were horrified. Fast forward a few days, and my mom was certain who the peeping Tom was. My grandma's neighbor, who always wore a red baseball hat, and had suddenly become smoking buddies with my uncle. We couldn't prove anything because my uncle backed him up, and we didn't want my grandma to be distressed, so we let it go. A couple days later, I was spending the night at one of my aunt's houses while my sisters were at another aunt's. It was just my cousin and I there while my aunt was at the store. I heard a car door and peeked out the window to see if it was my aunt, but I saw a man standing at the end of the empty driveway. He wore a red baseball hat, pulled over his eyes. My uncle had told him where I was. I freaked. I locked the doors and told my cousin to call her mom. She was on her way home, but the man was already gone. After that, I never left my mom's side. I stayed every night at my grandma's house. My dad flew up soon after, and that was the end of the incidents with my grandma's neighbor. Because there was now a man in the house, and if my dad left for the store or something, he took me with him. It's been 14 years and many disturbing things have come to light. My uncle is a predator, and one of my sisters was one of his victims. My aunts knew and covered for him. That sister of mine, she's running the streets, using hard substances to self-medicate, and her son was taken away from her. My parents are absolutely devastated, and the guilt eats away at my mom every day. Dude that lived across the street. Late 50s or early 60s age guy, who I only seen outside on a few of occasions throughout my childhood and teens. Always wearing the same clothes, blue beat-up sweatshirt, dirty jeans, and bucket hat. I'd occasionally see him backing his car into the garage late at night and early morning. Don't know where he had drove to. He'd also be doing something in his front lawn early mornings. Seemed like digging with a hoe and then getting down and pulling things up. Seems like he was catching worms. My uncle parked his work truck in front of his house one night on a visit and woke up to smashed eggs on the windshield. Even though the street is packed, no one parks in front of his house now. Not extremely creepy, but I've never seen anyone visit him and the wearing the same clothes for 15 plus years is odd. When I was 12 I answered the door while my family was getting ready to go out to eat and I came face to face with our neighbor's 25-year-old son yelling at me in German to call the President of the United States. We lived near Frankfurt and the whole neighborhood knew my mom was American. I had no idea what to do since he was frantically trying to get into our house and I had my two little sisters behind me. Luckily. My dad heard us after me trying to explain to the ever more desperate man that we didn't actually know the president for several minutes. My dad got him to calm down and went next door and discovered that this guy had killed his father while his wheelchair-bound mother watched helplessly. He tried called emergency services, but the police had been out to their house on so many occasions that they refused to come on the grounds that he sounded like he was high and making up stories. Our neighbors were a kind older couple who lost their daughter at a young age and made up for it by spoiling their son. He fell into substance abuse and after wrecking several cars, the dad decided to cut him off. The mom still gave him money and he had shown up at his parents' house that day, thinking his mother was home alone. 
things escalated when the father saw him there, and they got into a fight, and the son unalived him by smashing his head against the door. The son was arrested, and the mother spent the rest of her life in a hospital. It was all rather sad. My current neighbor. He's always creeped us out. Something was just off about him. Well, my wife was watching a documentary about a S assault case or something and decided to look up S offenders near us. Turns out he molested his ex-wife's 12 and 8-year-old boys. And also his wife before that's boys around the same age. Guess what? The lady he's living with now has a boy that's 11 years old. All of us neighbors keep an eye out on this situation. Scumbag. My boyfriend at the time, now fiancé, and I were having an at-home movie night. We live in a college town, also college students, so loud or drunk neighbors on the weekend aren't out of the norm. This particular weekend, it was about 11.30 p.m. on a Friday. Someone knocks on our door and we pause the movie. They knock again when we don't scramble to the door, but this time it's loud. Boyfriend gets up and looks through the peephole of the door. No one is there. Boyfriend walks away from the door. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Or commence loud slamming on the door so loud that it's shaking the wall. Boyfriend is close enough to look and makes a motion for me to stay quiet. Whomever is there is now body slamming the door and kicking it. After about five solid minutes it stops, and he comes over to inform me to call the police. This continues on and off for almost 30 minutes and eventually they move to the door across the hall. By the time the police get there they've ran off. The police chase them into their apartment. It turns out there was a group of people visiting with our downstairs neighbor. They got completely wasted supposedly and were going around beating on doors until the person living there opened it. 
My boyfriend told me and the cops at the same time that when he'd saw them through the peephole, they were beating on the door and then jumping to the side so they couldn't be seen. In their hands, they held plastic bags ready to use on the person answering the door. Our theory is that they weren't actually drunk at all. We're certain they were trying to lure people out and either kidnap or suffocate them. Not really sure of a motive. Anyways, they moved out shortly after that. I know I'm late, but our old neighbor would always watch us to make sure that our house wasn't getting broken and to always had to know what was going on. When I was little, I was really sick and was in the bathroom all night and the light was constantly on. At around 3 a.m. in the morning, he knocks on our door to make sure everything was alright because the light was on. I told him that everything was fine. An hour later, I looked out the bathroom window and saw him staring out his window straight at me. I was scared shitless. We had a really weird or creepy neighbor who sort of lost his mind after his mom passed away. He lived with her his whole life. Well into his 40s, he did and said things that made us genuinely concerned to the point where my parents called the non-emergency police just to put it on record that we were concerned. But the funniest thing he did was accuse us of training our dogs to spy on him from our backyard while he was inside his house. He claimed that whenever he moved from his couch to his kitchen or whatever our dogs would bark at him. In reality, this guy fed wild raccoons so they would infest our yard, and if anything, my dogs would bark at them. We've not had any creepy neighbors, just really, really awful ones. However, my neighbor at the next house over, who I will call Bert, who has since passed away, had the house phone number because he was elderly and would call my dad if he needed help, etc., which is fair enough. However, a few years ago I was training for the London Marathon and would set off early in the morning. There was more than one occasion when then phone would ring after I'd returned, normally shortly after my parents would go out. It would be him asking for my dad. He would usually follow that up with something like, I see you in the morning on your runs. You run past my bedroom window. Maybe one day we could run away together and I would laugh it off. He was housebound so I wasn't overly concerned, but it would creep me out how he would always call just after my parents left the house. Growing up we had neighbors that were always a little off. The family consisted of a husband, a wife, and two kids, a girl and a boy that were about seven years apart in age. Tons of animals, and I mean tons, multiple Corvettes in bright crayons colors, lavish parties for no reason at all, etc. We always thought they, they were a little eccentric and totally harmless. Cut to about five years after they moved in and my mother was babysitting for the family. Sees the girl, but not the boy. Their conversation went a little something like this. My mom. So where's your brother? Girl. Oh, we just let him play by himself upstairs. The door is locked so he can't get out. My mother, of course, immediately goes to the brother's bedroom and finds him alone with soiled diapers, piles of expired food, etc. He was nearly comatose. There were also empty bottles of rubbing alcohol all around the room. 
My mom called CPS on their asses, and suddenly the story starts to unfold. The father and mother were literally hiding their male child upstairs. It was like a true life among the hidden scene. Thankfully those parents are now in jail and the kids have been adopted by their loving and completely normal aunt and uncle. Creepy, creepy stuff. Nobody has lived in that house for about a decade now, and I honestly don't think anyone ever will. When I was a kid, we lived in a neighborhood and were really good friends with our next door neighbors. I was at the older, awkward, sort of babysitter age and made a friend across the street with a girl named Emma who was a little older. On the opposite side of our neighbors, there was a little girl named Marie who was my sister and the younger sister of our next door neighbors age 3-4. Me and Emma would watch the three girls play in Marie's backyard a couple of times a week and talk. Emma had an older brother named Josh, and by older I mean 21 to my 13. He gave me the creeps and whenever we were playing we would leave and go home and Marie would go inside. I would make up some excuse to Emma, not wanting to hurt her feelings about how odd her brother was and head back with NDN and my sister. One week me and my sister and our NDN went to go see Marie, but they were super busy. Her family was packing their vehicle and a moving van. Marie was nowhere to be seen and her mom and dad said they were moving and said nothing else to us. So we went home. I hadn't seen Emma in a while either. My mom told me Marie went to stay with her grandparents because Emma's older brother had molested Marie. Apparently she didn't get into her house in time after we left one day. Her dad had beaten the shit out of him when he found him exposing himself to his daughter in the backyard, and Emma's mom had come and taken Emma to live with her. I knew he was creepy and mentally off, but Emma was never bothered by him. I don't know what happened to him, but I remember the summer before we moved Josh was back in the house across the street. I'm a female. I was 24 years old at that time. I'm 5 foot 2 tall. I can confidently say that I look attractive. I'm grateful for it, but sometimes it's not easy. My natural red hair is a very special shade, and I have a naturally thin waist with curves in the right places. So it's very common for men and even women to approach me. I'm a kind and friendly person. I appreciate those who give compliments and then go on their way or those who try to start a romantic conversation, even if I'm not interested, and they take it gracefully. However, there are some people who don't understand when I'm not interested, and they keep bothering me. Unfortunately, this kind of thing happened quite often, but this man, the one I'm going to talk about, took it to another level. I had recently come out of a really bad relationship and had moved back in with my parents. Because I didn't have my own room yet, I had slept on the couch downstairs. The story really starts on the very first night. It was a nice cool evening. The sun was just starting to go down, and the Arizona sky was filled with pink and orange colors. I was taking both of my dogs to the park up the road. I lived in a neighborhood that was part of a much bigger neighborhood. There was one long winding road that went from the entrance to the back where we were. My parents' house was only two houses away, just across a road. I walked to the left, going to the other side of the park, using the path that goes around it. 
There was a big open area where I let my dogs run around freely for a while. After about 10 minutes I called them over and put their leashes back on. Then I continued on the path. I passed the play areas and tables in the middle of the park. Beyond that, there was a smaller open area. Finally, I headed towards the basketball courts, almost completing my walk. When I reached the basketball courts, I saw there was a man watching two young kids playing basketball. The kids looked to be about six or eight years old, and the man was probably in his forties. He wasn't heavy, but he had a strong build and was probably around six feet tall. But as I got closer, one of the kids asked if they could pet my dog. I told him it was okay to pet the pit bull Pluto, but my miniature snower didn't like kids and stayed close to me, but not getting too close. Pluto, on the other hand, was thrilled to receive all the pets. He wagged his tail and had that friendly pit bull grin on his face. The kids were showering Pluto with affection, and then the man started a casual conversation with me. I'm always very polite, so I replied to everything he said as it was just the usual chit-chat. How's your night going, I replied. It's nice out here, isn't it? He said. Yeah, we've been here for a while. How about you? Then he asked if I lived nearby, which I didn't find strange. So I nodded toward where I live and said, Yeah, just up the road. He seemed happy and said, Oh, really? Same, we live just down there, pointing down the same road. His kid chimed in saying, We aren't that close, Dad. At the time, I didn't think much of it, but looking back, it was definitely a warning sign. However, in that moment, I thought the kid just saw a short walk as a big deal. After all, they have little legs and minds that jump from one thing to another. We both had a little laugh about it and moved on. I told him I needed to go back to give my dog some water. The older boy, who hadn't spoken much, had already gone back to play basketball. The kid who was clearly the man's son stayed with me. His dad said, Yeah, we're heading that way too, so I'll walk with you. I didn't really want him to, but it's a neighborhood, and I couldn't just say no to someone wanting to walk with me, right? Even though some people might do that, I'm not rude like that. It's a bit odd because I have a strong and independent personality. I'm a girly girl who loves being pampered, but if you let me take charge, I can't resist. I need a man who knows when to say no to me and bring me back to reality at times. But when it comes to strangers bothering me or guys hitting on me, I tend to be polite for too long. As we walked, the other kid stayed behind, and it was clear he wasn't the man's son, but just a neighborhood kid the other boy had been playing with. So it was just the dad and the kid walking with me as I cut through the basketball courts, went through the rocks, and reached the sidewalk before crossing the road. It was during this walk that the guy started asking more and more questions. He asked, So, it's just you and your husband, I replied. No, I'm not married. Then he asked, Oh, who do you live with, I said. I just ended a relationship, so I'm staying on my parents' couch for now. He replied, That's nice. What do they do for work? I didn't want to share too much, so my answers were brief. He then asked if they had long working hours during the day. Now, at this point, the questions were getting too personal, so I started giving shorter answers, trying not to reveal too much. But I did mention that my dad worked from home, which was true, and that he was hardly ever away. 
I was relieved that our house was just two houses away. When we reached the edge of the second house, I stopped. My miniature snower named Walter was still close to me, was cautious around the stranger. I told him that Walter is usually well-behaved in public, but can get aggressive on our property or in my car. When we step into my yard, he might growl or snap, so it's better to be safe. I explained honestly. The man seemed to understand and said, no problem, have a good night. I replied the same and walked up to my yard. I went up the path, unclipped the dog's leashes near the front door, and unlocked it. Then I headed inside, making sure to lock the door behind me. As I went to check if the dogs had water, I heard Walter snarling, which was unusual. He usually didn't do that without a reason, not even if someone was passing by on the sidewalk. So I peeked out of the blinds in my living room window. When I saw the man and the kid were walking back to the park, I noticed there was only one car at the park, and apart from the very young boy playing basketball, there was no one else around. It seems strange to need a car if you live nearby and say you're walking home, only to return to the park. But there was nothing I could do, so I moved on. The very next night, I was waiting for a grooming appointment as I run my own grooming business from home. I still had about 40 minutes before the appointment, and I was doing some online work when I heard the doorbell ring. I thought my client had arrived early, which happens sometimes, so I went to the door to let them know I'd put my dogs away and be right back. However, when I opened the door, it wasn't my client. It was that man. He asked me, Hey, what are you doing? With a lot of excitement. I replied a bit awkwardly, saying, Oh, uh, hey, not much. What's up? He said, I'm heading to the park and I thought you could come too. But then he quickly added, But why don't you leave the dogs behind this time? That was weird but I couldn't and wouldn't leave my dogs behind. So I explained that I had a client coming any minute. He seemed disappointed but said okay and left. The next night, I got another knock at around the same time. It was dark outside and I had forgotten to turn on the porch light, so I opened the door and turned on the light at the same time. Guess who? It definitely wasn't Santa. And once again, he asked me to come to the park insisting that I leave my dogs at home. I told him I couldn't go with him, even though I had no plans and could have if I wanted to. I was polite but kept my answers short to show I wasn't interested. After all, he was old enough to be my dad. He asked, When can you come then? I explained that I'm self-employed and I take appointments on the same day, even last-minute ones for animal rescues. I mentioned that I work as an in-home groomer, so my schedule can be pretty crazy, and I don't always know when I'll be available. He said, Oh, okay, I understand. He seemed disappointed and then said, Maybe in a few days then. I replied, Yeah, maybe. It's uncertain, with an uncomfortable smile, hoping he would get the message to leave me alone. On the third night he came by, which was the fourth time since we first met, I didn't answer the door this time. I wasn't expecting anyone, and it was around the same time, so I knew it was him. Luckily, I wasn't in the living room this time, so the TV was off, and it would have looked dark inside from the front of the house. He rang the doorbell again, but I just let my dogs keep barking, making it seem like no one was home. Eventually, he left. 
I had told my dad as he was about to go downstairs that it was a friend I didn't want to see and that he would leave on his own shortly. My dad didn't really care, so he just shrugged and went back to his office. It was now the fifth day since I first met the man, and that night there were no knocks on the door. I didn't think about it at the time. I went about my day and later settled under the couch to sleep. But at some point during the night I woke up. I wasn't sure what had woken me up. It was really dark, except for the occasional blue light blinking from a computer connected to the TV under the TV stand. As the light blinked and lightly lit up the room, I noticed my pit bull Pluto standing right in front of me. Pluto got all stiff, and he was staring at something behind my head, near the kitchen doorway. I heard him growling, and it made me jump up and look behind me. I was terrified to see a man there, about six feet tall and with a strong body. It was too dark to see his features, but as he stood there without moving I gasped. This seemed to trigger Pluto, and he got the message that this guy wasn't supposed to be there. He lunged at the man who spun around really quickly. I grabbed my gun from the coffee table. It took a moment because my hand was shaking a bit, and the darkness made everything on the table look like random black shapes. I had the gun in my hand and got it ready. I hurried into the kitchen where both my dogs and the man had gone. The doggy door that could be put in and out of the sliding glass door was completely torn apart. It had collapsed and broken. The sliding door was barely open, so the man must have jumped through it. I rushed into the backyard, worried that the gate might be open. My dogs usually don't run away, but when chasing an intruder, you never know how far they'd go. So without shoes, I hurried through the rocks, which was painful, but the gate was closed and locked. The man must have jumped over the wall. Pluto was near the gate, looking through the wood as best as he could, his body tense and alert. Walter kept pacing back and forth along the wall. I called them over, and then we went back inside. I removed the broken doggy door and shut the sliding door tightly. I locked it and also checked the windows. I should have called the police, but at the time, I didn't think I had much information to give them. Looking back, that was a big mistake, and I should have reported it, no matter how little information you have. It's important to report such incidents. What if the person is known to the police? What if they try it again, and your report helps them get a longer sentence because it shows they tried it before? And what if he targets someone else? What if reporting it can prevent that? Always do the right thing and report such incidents. It might save a life. I'll never know what he had in mind for me, but I can make some guesses and none of them are good. I can't prove it was the same man from the basketball courts, but who else could it be? I'm just relieved he never came back after that. I do regret not calling the police as they could have checked for fingerprints, but being someone who likes to handle things herself, I didn't call, which was a mistake. Many years have passed, and I've learned from that experience. Now I'm extra cautious. I make sure all the windows are locked, and every night I double check that all the doors are locked too. I keep my gun on my bedside table with nothing else near it. I've also learned how to firmly and clearly shut people down. Stay safe out there, everyone. You can say no and end a conversation without being rude, so don't be afraid to do so.
a few years ago, I moved into this fantastic apartment building in Juneau, Alaska. This place had everything. Mold, mildew, domestic violence on a daily basis. It was a real classy place. A gentleman a couple of doors down had an interesting habit of inviting younger women over to exchange favors for meth. He was always really hurt when they eventually stole his TV. That man lost more TVS than I have ever owned. He eventually got a roommate to help him pay for his place. At first, the roommate was decent. He was friendly and mostly kept to himself. I was in a bad relationship at the time and he was all sympathetic ears. Unfortunately, he started drinking. That man would drink everything. His favorite thing was Yukon Jack with a cheap 40 chaser. At some point, he decided he was in love with me and started leaving gifts on my car. Nothing to elaborate. Just promotional ice scrapers and things he would find in the woods. You know, normal stuff. He tried to give me a classic car at one point. I'm not sure the car was actually his to give away. The original neighbor in this story eventually went to jail, and my personal creeper moved into the apartment next door. He started working as maintenance for the building, and let it be known that he had keys for every apartment. I believe he entered my home more than once, but never got any proof. My boyfriend and I were having some pretty serious problems. Creeper became my boyfriend's new best friend. They were always together. Creeper became almost like a member of the family. Creeper started to give me drunken lectures on how to be a better girlfriend. He would sit outside our window for hours at a time. I was afraid to leave the house. I finally regained my sense and moved out of that situation. I occasionally run into Creeper. He used to follow me around in public places, but has thankfully knocked that off. From what I heard, Creeper may have attempted to s-assault my ex-boyfriend. They no longer speak.